for tuning into Small Big Wings, a window to the world of young, ambitious problem solvers. They are makers, designers, builders, hackers, scientists who heard their inner voice and amplified it. To learn more about our guest and to view the highlights of this episode, head on over to fbw.hvj.coach. Bang, bang, boom, boom. Happy New Year, guys. Have never been this pumped. My last few podcasts have been with social entrepreneurs, and I never thought that I would have the opportunity to speak with vocal entrepreneurs. Yes, I'm talking to Vokronika in this podcast, India's first all-vocal ensemble. Have been watching your performances, Vokronika, and it's a real treat to have you on the Small Big Wins podcast. Small Big Wins is about talking to people who had an inner calling and they converted that into a tangible reality, no matter what, be it the fear of failure, risk, parent, society, or any kind of conditioning. Welcome Varsha, Arjun, Avinash, Clyde, Nagesh, and Aditi. We miss you on the show today. Welcome on the show, guys. Hey, hey. thanks. Hey. Thanks Hi. for having us, I'm very happy to be here. George Bernard Shaw said, what is life but a series of inspired follies? The difficulty is to find them to do. Never lose a chance. It doesn't come every day. And to each of you, when and how did you notice this inner calling? What drew you to it? How did you give it wings? What were the big challenges you faced in your individual journeys? And we can start in any sequence. Arjun, it is up to you and the team. Sure thing. So that's a pretty inspiring quote to kick things off. But more importantly, the journey has its roots in actually wanting to pursue music as a passion itself because we unfortunately or fortunately live in a country that has produced a lot of music but we also live in a place where it's not really looked upon as a career because that's the first question I think all of us would agree whenever we decided to pursue some form of music. I think everyone's been asked the same question that uh, hey alright that's fine but what are you going to do for a job? Yeah, what's your real job? Yeah. What's your real job? There's a few eyes that basically look at it with condescension even at some point. So that's the first challenge everyone's faced. Then within that to pursue this form of music in itself is its own challenge because it's not regarded as a mainstream form of music. It's not your traditional thing which exists. And then again within that we've developed our own little niche where we are what you would call an all vocal ensemble. So that's very different from what people have come to know and the popularity of a cappella music which is making music without instruments which is growing across the world. Within that, we are looking to try and carve our own little niche, which again, the purists might agree with, might not agree with, but that is the precise journey. That's the essence of it all for all of us. And these are the three varying levels of that same very question, where how and when did that call get answered? I think for each of us, it's been at different points in time. And that's going to be a really, really long scenario to dwell into. But it's safe to say that this has been about seven to eight years now the band has been together. Yeah. And amongst all of us, we was part of the original group, uh, which was kind of put together with this entire talent hunt that came about through Sony Music and British Council. They brought together this entire thing to form a band called Voktronica. That ensemble was created and clearly that setup didn't last too long. They just did one show. People were located in different geographical locations 
and for various reasons that didn't work out so from that setup you had avi and the former member called raj basically came decided to revive the act as such and they decided to persist with it and they felt like you know what there might be something in there and it so happened that i had happened to meet avi through a different project varsha had happened to meet another member through another project clyde was somebody who was pretty big on the acapella circuits and the three of us as joined that entire routine as well and here again Clyde and I and Varsha also, in fact, we come from a very different background of performing music with instruments and yeah. uh, vocal sessions and a very different kind of backdrop if you want to look at it. So within that as well, all of us found it fascinating to be able to jam anywhere, jam anytime and make music without any instruments and truly try and see if we can generate the amazement or wonderment or or if the audiences don't like it, whatever their requisite reaction would be. We just wanted to see what happens when you just try and make music out of thin air and without anything just coming together as a group. So that that journey kicked off around seven, eight years and two and a half, three years ago, Nagesh and Aditi also joined this journey with their own musical journeys. Nagesh has been beatboxing for a while. Abhi is one of the, what they call the forefathers of beatboxing in India. <laughs> Aditi has quit her career as a lawyer and kickstarted her choice as an independent musician. And one year into that is where she joined Vaktronica. So it's been a different varying uh, grades of different degrees of difficulty for everyone to transition into this and to make it something which uh, can turn into what family and friends and the Kuch To Loh Kahenge circuits treating as, oh, it is a job. That journey is something that honestly, some of us would still say that it's still ongoing and yeah. some of us, the six of us don't really care about it though. Mm. It. <laughs> that, that's where that's at. Right. I think he pretty much covered it all. <laughs> yeah, that was that. That's Vaktronika in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> when you all came together to do this, were there any apprehensions at the back of your mind? Was there that what if? It was a it was a strange time for us to enter because this was one of those acts that was put together by what is considered the final destination for a lot of people, which is to get signed by a record label. Sony Music was very instrumental in bringing and making this band getting the band started. They were the reason that it happened. So, in some level, for the three of us who were joining the earlier crew, the remaining members of the earlier crew, out of which only Avi remains right now, it was something which felt like some form of what would traditionally be called as job security or signing with a project which is signed by a record label. Mm. So, the uncertainty part of it was more to do with what would the band be doing, what kind of stuff would we be doing, where would we be going, where can our music go to, how yeah. does it really work with the record label? That really, what is the scope of this kind of music in this country? Yeah. Like, I mean, six or seven, even eight or ten years ago, I'd, I'd go as far as as far back as that. And I mean, people knew little to nothing about beatboxing or even acapella. Acapella has always been in this country. It's kind of been around, but not been around. It's just been there in the college circuits. The Northeast has a pretty strong acapella circuit, but again, it's limited to colleges. The minute you get out of college, it's get a real job, stop doing this stuff spend more time making real money in a real office. So I think the big question mark was really about what is the scope of this music and how far can we take it in this country where people have very little know-how and understanding of this kind of music. Yeah, I think I remember early part of this century, my kids were very, very small and I was playing with them and swinging them all the time and I was doing this I never even knew that was called beatboxing. Ah, okay. Ah. That, that's how it kind of starts actually. The, yeah. the, the, the basic sounds of, you know, the, the sounds that people would make to say, 
yeah. demote a funny situation like the the poop yeah. sounds, the fart sounds, the whistles, the Foley. clicks, <laughs> all those things which people would do. That that's kind of where it starts, and I'm sure the beatboxers their journey has been a completely different thing because they've almost been ostracized inside their own homes for beatboxing too much. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what ends up happening for them. But eventually it pays off. But but coming back to that that uncertainty question of it, we took that uncertainty and through our journey of three and a half four years of being with the band and trying to really we spent that time trying to identify what we wanted to try and do, what kind of music we wanted to make, and that reflected in the kind of songs we chose to do. If you have to do covers, if you have to do originals within the covers, what kind of songs you want to try and do, and those things may or may not work with what is the established norm. And there again, I believe somewhere or the other, if we had taken the more tried and tested paths, there would have been a different output. There would have probably been more synergy with what a commercial establishment is trying to do for gaining the commercial revenues that you would by taking those choices, for example. So that led us to the same decision that eventually we Benjamin buttoned our way with respect to how an act, an act would usually go. People usually work hard and then get signed by a record label. We ended up getting signed by a record label, worked hard and realized that we wanted to do this on our own footing, on our own standing, and make our own choices. And and we actually took leave graciously and very mutually and in a good way. We parted ways with Sony Music about three years ago, and ever since we've we've basically owned the entire act. We basically took control of it, and we've been trying to mold its new direction ever since. And that that's again its own journey. But the uncertainty part of it now is a whole different question for an act like this because now the sky is the limit. It's totally down to how much effort and output you can generate, and it's also down to what music and how to stay inspired in spite of. things like a global pandemic or locations distances jobs in terms of incomes during such a times things like that a lot of these things factor into the uncertainties which i'm sure stems across all career streams not just ours but in our case it's even more it's a different sort of uncertainty one thing we're certain about though is we're sticking together and we are meeting today after like 8 9 months and it's it's a very different feeling and feel like it's a different kind of revitalization that's happening right now so you've caught us at a great time harsh Fantastic! I think I am in the habit of doing that many times. <laughs> um, you are more like part of the independent music economy now, right? So, so, and and you just talked a little bit about the financial part. So, how has it been, particularly from the financial angle, when you all see this together? Do you see a tough journey? Is it moderate? I think moderate would be the word. Which we've been lucky because of the fact that. somewhere or the other we hit our stride early in terms of the kind of sound we wanted to try and generate and that has uh, led to the good fortune of people listening to a lot of our earlier music and that leads to a lot of the, the entire independent economy is driven by live shows in fact all music right now not really going to generate much revenue off streams and yeah, of uh, the thing they they're all effectively promotions for making sure you sell tickets for people coming and watching you live and we've been the kind of act that luckily is something which a lot of corporate circuits tend to find as one of those unique acts that people haven't heard or seen of before much of and there too we've been lucky because we can play the kind of music we want to play we can stay away from the tried and tested quote unquote it's very subjective but quote unquote what people would term as sell out music where you have the utmost absolute you know wedding shaadi playlist type stuff also which of course you know to each their own there's no problem doing that we as a band have been fortunate enough to not have to do that and play music we want to push and persist with along with our original music and we've been able to perform that at corporate sectors so financially i would say for an independent act vocronica has 
worked hard enough to be able to keep it as something that can sustain our homes on a month-to-month -month basis. And that is something which a lot of acts have not been able to achieve. And that is also one of our major reasons for when, when a band faces some sort of financial success, it motivates people to see the larger vision of actually seeing the impact your music is making mm -hmm. on people. And it allows you to grow further and it allows us to focus on our skill sets further, push each other harder. Like we keep pushing ourselves uh, to varying degrees. We keep pushing ourselves uh, on giving each other a hard time about just getting better at our craft getting better at the music part of it it has to keep growing so those things keep you pushed as well when you have a financial situation you want to maintain and touchwood it's i would say moderate is where we would describe the acts financial situation in terms of the returns we are getting from the circuit because we 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 don't necessarily slot into a traditional indie act we are independent by definition okay between between words, two yeah. worlds yeah <laughs> we're, we're between two three Neither worlds entirely yeah. indie because it's not yeah, for the corporates, it's a mix of our work. Good, good. Wonderful to hear this. When we have to recruit people, we are releasing ads saying that we are hiring. Now, you never released ads saying that we are hiring, we are looking for capillars, if I may say that. So what was that individual right. element which stood out and which actually made each of you part of the team? Ah, that's a tough, tough one to, to answer. Actually, Avi, would you like to take this since you are the oldest standing member? I think somewhere... Uh, each, I mean, each of us have kind of known the other from different contexts. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so that's, it's, it's interesting that we all kind of came together like this and were able to hit it off just because of the fact that we already sort of knew each other from different contexts. Right. And, and unique elements, it's, it's difficult because honestly, the, the one good thing about this band is we are all, we are all peers, right? We, we value each other's unique contributions. Like each person's got a defined role within the band and they walked into that role because, for example, Avi would be the person whose job is to hold down the rhythm. Uh, meanwhile, Nagesh is the guy who's going to provide the edge on that very rhythm because Nagesh's skill set and unique ability is he's probably got the largest palette of beatboxing sounds maybe this side of the country, this side of, maybe throughout the country, arguably. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's got one of the widest palettes out there. And uh, Varsha, Clyde and uh, Aditi form the, the, the melody uh, trio per se. Their primary role and responsibility is that they handle the vocal parts. Now the vocal parts also have the, the melodic elements, your synths, risers, horns, other uh, melodic, like and guitar well, parts, yeah. Instrumental, instrumental things. Ironically. Anything that conveys the melody lines per se is is their role and, and they alternate between doing their instrumental parts and their vocal leads and their vocal harmonies and stuff like that. That's, that's primarily between the three of them. And my job is to primarily handle the bass. Sometimes I throw in vocals as well and I'm, I'm basically supposed to maneuver between whatever the track requires at that point. I just sometimes become a part of the melody unit, sometimes I become part of the rhythm unit, sometimes I'm sitting between the two. So that's kind of the, the I would say, those are the roles that we have and incidentally that's exactly why people are where they are within the band as well because each of them have that skill. For example, within the vocal unit itself you have, uh, Clyde is somebody who's who's got a lot of background with say the horn section because it's something that he plays as an instrument in real life as well and he's someone who's got a good sense of melody and key and composition guitars a lot of independent songwriting singing that's his backdrop so it really helps with the kind of voice he has as well to perform certain kinds of parts 
Varsha has taken on the entire vocal trumpet bit to another level. She practices really hard and she's got an amazing new tone which which now stands out by itself. Aditi's got her entire Carnatic background as well which kind of brings her edge to that side of stuff and and she's got a good blues uh, voice thing going for her as well. So between the three of them, each of them have different strengths and skill sets and it's our job within the band to identify who is better suited to perform a particular track if they're taking the lead for a particular part. So sometimes you split it up between the three and within that those choices are dictated by those skill sets as well. So each person is, I wouldn't say that everyone's irreplaceable, but there is no need to change something which is, we've been lucky that from day one we fit together. Mm -hmm. It's worked because of the chemistry on and out of the music as well. The chemistry outside of the music is sometimes far more important to an acapella slash all vocal band because when you're on stage, you are it's like you got to imagine this invisible energy beam connecting everyone that's the the story out there so yeah the unique elements make up those vertices of that entire giant energy beam on stage so i was just wondering that uh, maybe towards the end of the podcast we will bring all of you together to do something but can we have during the podcast can we have each of you performing something so that how it all comes together in the end becomes uh, kind of very interesting for the listener Sure, should we just do it whilst we're about to perform the track? Or do you want us to do it right now and introduce the listener? Yeah, yeah I think because you just talked about all of you doing certain things. So maybe right now is a good time. Sure, alright. So just to give you guys an idea to everyone listening, uh, Avi, for example, what would the beat kind of... So now, Nagesh, maybe you can drop a different kind of beat with, with some subs and different... <laughs> so that's Nagesh. Uh, watch some strings maybe? Strings... Um... <laughs> We usually call these oriental strings, but I think it's pretty cross <laughs> geographically yeah, across everywhere. Anyway, um... <laughs> but in India, Fan in you. Oh, yeah. And yeah. your copyright on Yashraj is going to come out of the copy immediately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clyde, what, what about some horns, maybe? Yeah? Drop some horns for them. That, that's how it, it kind of starts and then we've, we've got a couple of kinds of basses which happen so this is usually handled uh, there's, there's one thing called the vocal bass which uh, goes something like this uh, mm. 
something like that. And and you've also got this thing called lip bass, which is you, you know those those fart sounds that you made as kids. <laughs> now you learn to pitch those notes, and they when you hold it right next to a mic, it forms a sub frequency. This is basically between Avi and me. We handle it. It goes something like this. So yes, that that's that, that's basically a lot of the instruments, and we'd be happy to use all of these together and do some song which everyone's probably heard. Fantastic! Maybe something for the new year. Phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know if I'm right, but this is more of using your tongue and lips and the air inside the mouth. It's not so much of the throat. Am I am I somewhere? You're actually not far off from the truth, and I think everyone's amazed at the fact you're probably the first person to directly catch hold of pinpoint. that pinpoint the fact that that's what it is. It is it is a lot of that, especially for the beatboxing. It's about uh, a lot of manipulation of the pressure within your entire the the, the cavity, uh, the 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 air between your cheeks. In fact, is a very essential instrument. The tongue is also super important. Of course, for the vocal instrumental parts, it's about how we manipulate the vocal cords, how to thin your voice, how to fatten yeah, it up. Yeah, more about dynamics in sound to achieve different types of instrumental sounds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and people who are singing, for example, they have to be very careful about their throats. Do you have to be like super careful about what you are drinking, eating, kind of thing? I think that that's a very I mean, it is true, you know, you should take care to a certain degree, like anything in excess is bad. But I would say it's a very case to case basis. Each person, there's a different thing which works for them. Before we go up for a gig, we do tend to follow a certain routine in terms of just hydrating ourselves well, making sure we've had something warm so that the, the throat can sustain, uh, the, the entire body can sustain what we have to do for the next 45, 50 minutes. You know, we're relying completely on our vocal cords and our techniques. But uh, aside from that, everyone has a different thing. You know, there are a lot of singers also, in fact, you would say, who definitely do a lot of damage to their throat and that kind of aids their singing, for example. Like no one would ever think that Bob Dylan never did anything, for example, and that kind of made his voice what it is. So I think it comes, to, and there are a lot of purists at the other end of it who would swear by never even touching ice cream their entire life. In India, for example, you have that as well. But I think it's a very case-to-case basis. Each person's got their own unique take on it. And if you're asking for within the band, I don't think anyone really has that. Everyone's got their own rituals before a gig, but generally everyone, no one really has to be picky about what they eat and what they drink or what anyone they... Swears everyone swears by Samahan. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Samahan, Samahan is very good for before a gig. And, and I think I was reading in one of your interviews that you don't use snaps and put taps also. Right. Oh, yeah. It's true. So, yeah, we don't use body percussion, although that is also traditionally kind of clubbed under what uh, you would label as a cappella. But I think in our case, we would just kind of try to push our limits more vocally yeah. than with body percussion. So, yeah. Like purist a cappella. <laughs> I actually, it's ironic because <laughs> sound wise, I don't think we're that pure yeah. in terms of what traditional acapella is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, and yet, yeah. <laughs> I think purest vocals is what we are. Yeah. Purest in our approach. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. And, and also, it kind of feels like cheating when you have two beatboxers. It kind of feels like cheating 
to you know employ the use of hands and taps and force unless yeah. it's a song that requires it yeah. you know like if you're ever doing a bebel rocky for example you'd expect the entire crowd to be doing the foot stamp yeah. the yeah. Flap, or like a happy you know? or something or a happy yeah. or something yeah. true right and in terms of practice if they say in our in our traditional system riyaz so how much practice do you have to put in for going out and performing something that's a it's a it's a lot of work <laughs> you know? yeah right before the pandemic we we always joke about practically living together because yeah. we we yeah. would as we could <laughs> yeah as cliched as this is i mean you really need to practice till like i can wake you up out of your sleep and tell you do this song from the set list and you can do it in your sleep yeah. yeah, and there's two kinds of uh, practice too. Yeah, there's one kind of practice where we all meet up and like select a particular song, work on it, and there's a whole other level of practice where on our own time we have to just get better yeah. at our work skills. Work on our solo stuff. On our tones, yeah, for example, like watch develop the her trumpet tone just by like practicing by yourself, and then mm-hmm. show it. And if you were to define the chemistry between all of you, the chemistry in Vokronika, how would you want to do that? The most essential thing for us also. for any all vocal unit for that matter is the more you jam together the more you would end up being sounding like your one coherent unit when you're performing a track and without that happening there's a there's a word which we throw around a lot within for that that quotient if you may call it it's called the blend quotient and that blend quotient is a direct function of how often we've been meeting and jamming and if you found that feeling with a group whatever you do whether you're working together as a financial firm whether you're working together as a football team whether you're working together in a software company if you've got that group and rapport going with a bunch of people that's something that can help slowly make an impact and dent on the world and keep nudging it in different directions from where it is right now and hopefully those will be good directions so we are very happy to just have met and spoken to you today so thank you for the opportunity in fact when we met today the first track we dropped is a track we've done like maybe a thousand times i'm not even exaggerating and yet it we all knew it would be better once we finished doing it a couple of times because we just meeting after such a long time it's like a it's like a vehicular engine you know if you leave it alone for 8 10 months it's it's going to need a couple of starts before it starts purring the way it used to but at the same time we worked hard enough to build out that engine that engine has been built and the roles are in place everything is intact so that takes a lot of time it's not something you can just walk into we were fortunate to walk into a basic starting level of it but that allowed us to see the potential to how much it needs to grow to so that comes only with that much practice you said earlier that you were all just lucky to fit into the puzzle coming together and i want to ask you a kind of a philosophical question and i'll i'll say this with what carl rogers said and he said it in an individual context but if it were in a team context it would read the creative process is the emergence of action of a novel relational product growing out of the uniqueness of individuals on one hand and the materials events people or circumstances of their life on the other right now my question to you is there would be times when you discuss how you all came together and how beautiful it is but what do you think are the energies that brought all of you together i mean i i honestly don't think we we think that much about what because i think on some level we kind of understand that this was meant to happen and we were supposed to meet each other and we were supposed to do this thing together because uh, it's it's not your run of the mill thing that people do right uh, and the very first band that uh, the very first vocronica that was formed i can tell you for a fact having been part of that project 
that people didn't get along with each other just because of how vastly different we were as individuals mm-hmm. you know when that happens you start having groups within a band so if it's a six or a seven person band you'll have a group of two or a group of three and you can't really have that in in a unit that's supposed to be essentially one unit uh with this band uh, ever since i think we all got together since uh, raj was there even after he left aditi and nagesh came on board i think the fundamental fact is just that we understand each other and we get along as people uh which really you can't force you can try but it's eventually going to land you at the same point so i don't think any of us ever thought about what is it that brought us together i'm we really just believe that we were meant to meet each other we were meant to do this and this was meant to happen uh so we're just kind of uh, riding the wave man uh the the chemistry is there we get along with each other we're all on similar wavelengths even though we're vastly different as individuals so i don't think we ever questioned why this happened it's a great thing to have happened and we we really enjoy spending time with each other so unless you know you've been on tour for like 3 or 4 weeks and you're like living together for those 3 or 4 weeks then you want to go home and not see each other's face for a bit <laughs> like that could be the case <laughs> yeah the other side of that spectrum with respect to the individual energies and the product of circumstances bit which is there that 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 holds to any group i would say but for this group it's been even more unique and fascinating than journey because it's very easy to say that if you'd put five six of us in one room together without us ever knowing each other also i can speak safely say that everyone would have still gotten along even if it weren't for a common oh we've got to be you know you you tend to be friends with people because hey you have work to do together so you will take that positive approach initially where you're like i need to try and get along with this person i don't think the band really has cared about that because uh luckily we've also been able to have a very transparent and honest and almost at times confrontational relationship with each other and that's something that we cherish as well and that's allowed us to grow and get closer as people where we can call each other out on things which need more work we can poke fun at each other to give you a very prominent example if anybody outside of the band ever saw avi and me interacting they would think that we hate each other's guts what they don't know is that the underlying chemistry between avi and me is so strong that we have the liberty of literally treating each other like brothers and that shows when we perform music together because he and i are always in sync and the same goes for anything to do with say anything that we've ever had to say to nagesh who's come in right we've taken the liberty with nagesh of sometimes may not be something that nagesh would have necessarily enjoyed at that stage but i know that moving forward he's also ended up realizing that that meant more in terms of bringing things closer being honest and calling each other out to each other's faces is a very important skill to be able to have and that furthers the chemistry between the and the bond between people because it's not just your victories that bring you together it's when you are not doing too well that you really need to be able to shake each other up you know shake it off and get back we we've, we've been on the road competitively we've been on the road performance wise also but the competitive part was something that really brought us and brought that side out for us because when we reached we did this entire leg at uh, russia where we were representing india that was our first international let's say competitive all vocal event and we've gone there and we literally the first team to show up from india ever and we've suddenly realized the entire world of all vocal music is giant and there are literally teams from serbia to canada to south african teams spanish teams everywhere from all over all continents no from antarctica unfortunately uh, but but you have everyone from everywhere and within that maybe the first day that we had we were a little not at our 
best, I would say. Everyone can look back and say that we weren't at 100% best and we could come out of that and go out there and deliver better because we all had a hard conversation with each other in our own ways. Maybe we did it as a group. Sometimes it was just a conversation that kept popping up between us as when we were hanging out in pairs or however it was. But that, that allows you to shake the dust off and move forward as well. So circumstance will put more pressure on a unit like us more and more. But the more time we spend with each other, I think I kind of personally relish the pressure on us because that drives us to do better things and that drives us to say, no, it can be done. Because we, we just did this project with Geet. Uh, I think you know Geet, right? Yes. That was a project that traditionally should have been accomplished by a full-blown music production outfit with produced sounds and that whole shebang and everything and for a much giant thing. But we've given them a very large sounding track and we've achieved a very difficult brief as such because it was a very varied brief. It had to move through and navigate through a lot of things. That was also a product of us not saying no. We are very okay to try and attempt what has not been done before. And that is a function of chemistry as well. When you can have the trust amongst each other that, you know what, if we're saying we can do it, then we've got to get together and figure out how to do it, not figure out ways to not do something. So we spend more time doing that because of this chemistry. And that's, that's also, I would say, you know, it reflects on the quote that you stated. So you spoke about this project with uh, Geet. I think it was uh, Eat the Plant, Not the Planet. Yes, it was. Yeah. Can we have a few moments of that from all of you? Oh, that'll be, uh, Harsh, with all due respect to the track itself, that'll be something that we won't be able to perform for sure. Okay, no problem. But, but that being said, it was a cause that really stood strongly with everyone in the band. In fact, it's been okay. some, it's an active change. All of us are making to our lifestyle as well, being more ethical and a lot more uh, pro-planet in our consumption. Uh, it's not something that everyone can quit cold turkey. A few people have already transitioned to being vegans full time. Uh, a lot of people have been vegetarian from the start and everybody else is taking conscious steps. So it was a project that was very close to us and we had a lot of fun attempting it and doing it. So yeah, that's that. So essentially, I think uh, what you said was that you are not masking each other in front of each other. You all have vulnerabilities and you are very open about it with each other. Yes, in a sense. So is it that what helps each of you stay grounded to what you are? I think uh, th there's no question of not staying grounded yeah. irrespective of the masking or not because I think one of the common binding threads between this band also is as personalities we look up to a certain form of music or certain standard of music that we would like to achieve and I think we are very open in stating that we are not one tenth as good as we want to be and we never will be because we are always chasing that band that version of us is what we keep chasing and if you are going to keep doing that no matter what you do at no point will you feel like ha aaj kuch humne achieve kiya hai there's no one going to you're going to you know sit down it's it's been so overcoated stay hungry stay foolish has been so overcoated but it applies to us in our own ways uh, where because we have the liberty of calling each other out or like you said there are no masks out here you do have a very clear case of constantly not being satisfied with what we have we do have these, even during this lockdown, I think that all of us can agree that we could have done four or five times more what had we done. But this is a very unique case where life was also kind of acting up. You know, this was also a time for everyone to survive and get through this time. So there was that discretion, but we all still called it out. You know, we were still hard on ourselves saying that there is so much more we want to do. 
because that's that's where we want to be we want to keep chasing that band from 8 years from now who's going to be a much better version of what we are today so that keeps us grounded in management the most difficult thing for communication and coordination all lapses happen because of miscommunication or miscoordination in what you guys do how do you do this as a team the chemistry with timing that is so important how does that happen so we've discovered this secret it's it's actually very very magical uh, and it's available on the app store <laughs> we basically uh, you know we, it's it's not we're not really following too much of management principles per se out here but i think it does relate having worked in an organization i think like you said uh, we have multiple whatsapp groups for example that's what i meant by the app store thing right we've got a lot of processes which we follow on say uh, we use you know a lot of tools that say companies would use we use the google drives the sheets we document we back up our information uh, we have uh, somebody varsha is primarily someone who handles a lot of the financial transactions and dealings uh, i take on a lot of the creative brief parts of things which are there uh, we've also working with a wonderful team at uh, mixtape navin deshpande uh, kiran all of these guys basically at mixtape also take that load off us of having to figure out bookings and do all of that they are there for those conversations so i think it's about segregation of responsibilities and roles there are different people who are skilled at different things uh, and each person kind of takes on a certain responsibility either on their own accord or through communication and delegation so those principles do still apply but because we are not really hierarchical within the band it's a question of bandwidth more than uh, hey you know you are responsible for sending out invoices so you will set it out it's not there's no beating around the bush and all that it's just a question of th- this is what the band requires and like they would quote 350 times in cricket teams and football teams whatever is best for the team that's that's the the delegation is like that someone puts their hand up and the boys played very well this is a very strong example of shared commitment from all of you right it is yeah, it is exactly. it is that it is yeah yeah uh, when i first heard seven Uh, right. which is your original composition i right. wanted to know the reason behind you calling it seven and i found some like it is six plus wakronica or somewhere you said that it is six plus akash your sound engineer but honestly even before reading all this what came to my mind was seven is on the sargam right did that ever cross your mind well actually that's the first time someone's made that correlation to it because the the actual reason it's called seven is because the song is in a 7 by 8 time signature so that's kind of the working title which we had hey you know that song we have in 7 let's work on that and then we just decided to keep the name the working title we wanted to put it out as something that's raw something that does not mask its edges and something that goes out there and just expresses whatever the band was feeling through those jams and it's a all vocal instrumental so some would argue it's a foolish and aggressive step because the reason the track was received well critically but not i would not say the masses really took to it in some way because it's not necessarily everyone's cup of tea as easy listening or complex listening or any sort of listening per se it's something which people paid attention to the way you would look at uh, okay you know what this is a very complex idea which they have presented in a simplistic and nice manner and some people really love it some people still listen to it on a daily basis like we would listen to it because it's our style of thing but mm-hmm. again 7 is not got to do with anything else but the time signature of the song 
but now that you say so seven seven notes in the sargam that's the musical spectrum getting covered and we have kind of dabbled between a few genres as well within the track so that could be one interpretation but that's the beauty of it right yeah it is open to everyone's interpretation so we're very happy that that's the conclusion you had <laughs> can you guys share some moments of rare intensity those moments when everything falls uh, comes together easily into place beautifully and there is enhanced awareness and you just simply tear through without airing anywhere i think that happens very often on stage there are times where you have to you start performing a show and i guys you can chime in but whenever you start performing those gigs where there is zero response from the audience oh yeah <laughs> yeah it oh, is yeah. it is a sudden, it's suddenly a very like when you're an artist or somebody like a sports person or somebody who's used to you feed off the energy of the crowd and here we are we've dropped our first track and usually that's met with either applause or people standing or whatever it is and that's not that's not to any way uh, stay that we crave the adulation it's just a response it's a scientific you know 1 plus 1 equals 2 that's what it should equal to and when we finish the track that's when we introduce ourselves and literally ask the crowd how they're doing and there are times where there's zero response and 9 out of 10 times that should throw you off what do we do at that point in time we just continue we put our heads down and it's like you said there's a raised awareness there's this one knowing smile exchange between all of us it's a very <laughs> okay it is one of those gigs it's one of those things you know where you are smiling at each other but talking through the smile kind of thing and we just band together and work even harder then we suddenly treat that gig as you know what we're going to win these guys over and that heightened adrenaline and awareness between the band tightens up the performance to another notch we go at it harder and if that still doesn't work then so be it but we basically then decide to put in 200% on stage and walk off and other than that i don't think we've really met with a situation where i mean i would say when when we were under the pump at the competition in moscow as well there were a lot of times where we had those moments you know like let's pull our stuff together uh, i don't know if i'm allowed to swear but that those are the kind of words which were used out there which cannot be necessarily said out but we really gave each other a good sounding up and we tightened up our performance and we performed on four days and day 3 and day 4 were some of the most beautiful performances we've yeah there was really unique moments where it was just whether it was the sound the place we were performing at or whether it was how we sounded or whether yeah. it was just how people were responding to us there were some really beautiful moments out yeah. there like memorable even japan for that matter yeah. i mean it was just amazing because there was this pressure because we literally went for broke and we raised a crowdfunding campaign and people gave us like what was it 7 8 lakhs yeah in Basically, in less than a month required to and get ourselves there people funded and gave us money their own hard earned money for us to go and compete in this thing in japan and so it was a really big deal cuz we got there because on someone else's dime they believed in us so it was a whole thing you know we bought an indian flag and we carried it with us and we were all like come on india we got to do this <laughs> So yeah that was it was a whole experience man cuz we're sitting in the audience and we're watching you know group after group and then we know when it's our time when we have to go backstage and there was just this like massive surge of energy this you can feel it walk through the room when we're walking through the room you know uh but yeah man it all works out i mean every there isn't a performer alive who will tell you that he's completely comfortable before going on stage he or she uh there's always that feeling of oh what's it going to be like even if you've done it a thousand times and there's always that bit of nervous energy which is great 
because it's just energy and it's just about channeling it. Uh, people who aren't used to it will tend to, you know, break and get chaotic and get worried. We, it happens to us so many times. But more often than not, the more you do it, you kind of learn how to channel that energy and it's just all about that. Another instance of awareness on stage and, and just generally, you know, the senses heightening happens where one of us, suppose we're having a bad day on the health front. Sometimes those issues crop up oh, on stage. Yeah. And usually for us, for example, if it's, it's just something as simple as I, the, the equivalent of what a sportsman would compare to, uh, I pulled a hamstring. Let's call that the vocal equivalent of the throat has dried up too much or uh, I am out of juice. Like for example, for the beatboxers, it's very physically taxing for them because yeah. if there is a certain amount of heat or excess pressure in the air and stuff like that, environments factor into how long they can go on. And if the set is a 45 minute set, there might be a point 20 minutes later where it kind of takes its toll and irrespective of them being the best at what they do, uh, sometimes it does happen and that time I think all of us basically take on the impetus of making sure that that we know the thing is we've rehearsed so much we know that person's parts uh, and and you know that time the other person would just step up and try and fill in for them or take away a high pressure point. Uh, classic case in point there, there were these three months where I effectively uh, ripped something in my throat and I couldn't sing certain parts. This was the first time in my entire life I've never been in that situation no matter how bad the throat is. There is a certain performance I'll always be able to give. Here I could physically not get out certain things and immediately on stage it was just eye contact with Clyde and he knew what he had to do and he took on that part and I switched to his part at that time and he took on the lead and delivered it. So we've got that sense of awareness going as well and in terms of a very high pressure situation one example is during our entire Moscow gig there's a gig which we had one of those days was what is called a victory day parade yeah. The Victory Day Parade is what it's called. So that is literally the most humongous gathering of hundreds of thousands of people marching through the streets of Moscow with army and police and barricades and everything, the whole nine yards, you know, and it's, it's scary. At the end of the day, you're not Russian nationals who are standing there. And here we are on a stage overlooking this main road where you suddenly see this rally of hundreds of thousands of people walking by. And then we were told, you know what, you need to start sound checking. And we did not know if it was legal to do that or not. And that was a very weird 15-20 minutes where we stood to la uh, we maybe stood out of losing out to the competition or we could have just gone ahead and done the sound check. And we decided to let the audience dictate if that's possible. So when we started sound checking, we saw a lot of heads turn from the crowd and they were happy heads. They were not going to cause a riot and come and throw us out and stuff like that. So we just continued, made the music and that was one of the best gigs we've ever had in our life because it was a huge sea of people departing from there like a small river of people percolated and came in front of us and became our audience for that game. So yeah, that, that those are some of the things. Yeah. What would you like to say on this podcast to people who are dreaming of making this their life? Uh, what can really be said? I mean, uh, practice, practice, practice and then practice some more. Uh, don't worry about looking so stupid or sounding stupid. Push yourself. Like. Yeah. And uh, just always account for variable change. Because that's really what I think this year has taught me and a lot of people. Because you don't really know what's going to happen. So be ready to kind of be on the ball, take charge, change things up if you need to, adapt to what's happening. Uh, and yeah, then just do what the hell you were doing anyway. 
I was uh, reading this uh, book, I don't know which one, but there was this beautiful line and it said, the solid ground on which you stand is so tentative. Right. How, how are you guys uh, changing things now for bringing your performances to audiences? Well, today is the first day we met after a long time. That's, that's effectively a risk uh, in a lot of books <laughs> to step out of the house at this stage. But it's a risk worth taking because we want to really get back to gigging and connecting with our audiences again on that front. We missed the stage, they miss us on stage. So the biggest challenge we have is you can't do this over the internet especially for what we do and 99.9% of musicians because of the lag across any network no matter how fast your internet connection is you cannot be in sync with each other because you're not hearing each other at the same time each person's hearing you at a different time so especially for acapella to be able to blend and create music together that's impossible virtually so we do plan on getting together a lot more hooking up studios where we can stream our gigs to people until there is a time where audiences can come in front of us. We are hearing that there are smaller test gatherings which are starting to happen. So we are excited about that part of the journey and hopefully before we know it, it's in a few months time, we will be in front of our audiences performing live and doing a set list of all our originals. So we, we have all that coming and uh, yeah, that's, we are also dropping a lot more content now. Yeah, coming up soon. but like honestly, really all said and done, there is nothing that really matches up to being on stage in front of a crowd. It's, yep. it's just not the same. I mean, I get we, you know, this is the time we're living in and stuff like that, but all, all fingers and toes crossed, like hopefully the world gets back to that soon enough. And, and I think also the stuff you do, it's so difficult to do it wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> that's, true, that's true. It'll have to be one of those exempted activities. Like I know running for, for a fact is exempted because it's a health hazard if you run with a mask on. So I think uh, beatboxing and uh, any vocal <laughs> ensemble activities will have to be in the list of excluded activities. 100%. And yeah, we are not so much about masks as we mentioned earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there is anything else you would like to share on this podcast? I think we've been given a wonderful platform to say a lot of stuff we haven't said in a lot of other interviews as well. So these have been very interesting questions and it's helped us also retrospect on and just perfectly catch up after all these months, in fact. So thank you for that, Harsh. And it, there's not much more we'd like to add, but something that we do feel very strongly is that there's there's a very big need for people to keep coming together right now. And uh, it, it feels like in our own little ways, us meeting today has been more about very selfish reasons for each of us to just feel whole again, in a sense, because we're so used to seeing each other for so many days. and. If you've found that feeling with a group, whatever you do, whether you're working together as a financial firm, whether you're working together as a football team, whether you're working together in a software company, if you've got that group and rapport going with a bunch of people, that's something that can help slowly make an impact and dent on the world and keep nudging it in different directions from where it is right now. And hopefully those will be good directions. So we are very happy to just have met and spoken to you today. So thank you for the opportunity. The pleasure is mine. It's completely an honor to do this with you. So how about a performance now? Ah, yes, sure. Uh, yeah. Just give us one second. Just give us one second. So I don't know if you'll turn this about and make this something about the New Year's and stuff like that. But because we don't have uh, our sixth member of the arrangement as well out here, yeah. we, we're choosing something which will be possible to do with the five of us. Sure. And I, if I'm not wrong, I, I think that your podcast is something that people listen to across all age groups. You have the young listening to it, but you also have a lot of people who are past 45, 50 mark as well tuning in. So 
we thought we'll try and bridge the gap between the two with something that is a classic song in say Adi Burman esque song, but we're going to try and give it a little bit of a modern spin, uh, our own Vokronika version. Uh, disclaimer: You're not going to hear much of low end because this is being broadcast across Zoom on the internet. Yeah. So we will try our best to sound the way it could sound. Just give us one second. We're just coming. Fantastic. <clears throat> All right. Here goes. One, two, one, two, three, go. <laughs> disturb you guys. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I we lost you there. Yes, so that, that was Gum Hai Kisi Ke Pyaar Ke. Mesmerizing. That was, that if, you know, there's so much of versatility which I can now feel when you guys are performing after having spoken to you. Lovely, lovely. And like we said, very, very happy to have been here and uh, hope 2021 is going to be fabulous for all the listeners and everyone who's been part of this and a happy new year to all of you. Thank you so much, guys. And this is for you. A good relationship is what makes you feel strong, productive, and able to take over the world. And that is what all your team is about. Ah, thank you. Thank you thank so much. You. Thank you very so kind much. of you. Happy to have met you over this platform. Thank you, guys.
Thank you so much, Ash. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Cheers. Bye. Bye.